Hello and welcome to Unlock the Kingdom Within You. This podcast explores the profound truth about what it means to be born into the kingdom, not a religion. On this podcast, we challenge the religious and denominational norms which shackle us from expressing the liberty of Christ by exploring the kingdom, the ecclesia and citizenship. If you're born into the kingdom but lost in religion, then this channel is just for you. So thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe. And uh, just before we get started, Brother Fred, it just dawned on me as I was thinking through this this morning that you live in the UK and that gives yeah. you a unique perspective of government that we don't have here. Uh, yeah. And I don't know how deep or how much we can go into that, but I believe it is necessary for some of you who are really studying this to go back and look at the uh, form of government in the UK compared to what we have in the United States. And then think about ecclesia and what Jesus said. And I believe uh, when you understand the kingdom and understand what he's saying, it'll make a lot more sense to you. So praise God. Well, welcome again, brother. We're so glad to have you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I think, you know, where I left it um, yesterday was obviously we finished up on government. Um, but in light of what you said, I think it's important to understand that, you know, you mentioned in the U.S. It, we, it's a president that you have. Okay, um, which is a very different, uh, a very different authority to a monarch, which is traditionally a, a, would be a king or a queen, um, or it might even be an emperor or an empress for that matter. So, the, yeah, the realities are that uh, America once existed under the monarch, <laughs> but in its history separated and set right. up what you would consider to be basically a republic. That's the origins of, of America as a republic. Um, now, it doesn't necessarily fully operate that way now, especially because of the nature and the challenge of the political climate we're in, but people are still fighting for that. Um, I would say this just as a, as a, a recap. I, I talked about, obviously, the different types of government, the major ones, and that is monarchy and autocracy, oligarchy, republic, dem democracy, anarchy, and theocracy. Um, and it's really important that if you're part of any kingdom that you understand the type of government you're in. Uh, right. So if you're part of if you're part of the kingdom of heaven, then you need to understand theocracy, um, which is the rule by God, um, as well as the fact that I live within the UK. So I'm responsible as a citizen of the UK to understand uh, monarchical rule as well as democratic rule, because our UK government system is a hybrid between the two, a monarchy and a democracy. So it's important for me as a citizen of the UK to understand that. But it's just as important as a citizen of the kingdom to understand the theocracy of God. Um, and as I mentioned to you, what re I'm really passionate about is not that we would just legislate the law of God as a moral code for individuals, but as but corporately as a body so that we would be judicial. And, and I'm going to touch on something. I don't want to go down that route because it's a bigger conversation. But right. if you recall, one time when Paul was talking in Corinth, he was saying to them, that is there, is there not anyone amongst the elders who are wise to address the problem that was going on in Corinth? And it was a judicial issue because it had affected the corporate body. And, and he actually said this is where he leads on to say that he's heard that some of you citizens of the kingdom had gone to secular courts, which right. was actually undermining the kingdom of God because it was saying there's not enough wisdom within the corporate body to address the problem. And he even goes as far as to saying that, would you not even for the sake of the kingdom, allow yourselves to be defrauded by one another to protect representation of the kingdom? 
Right. You see, and this is this is how far we are. So as a people, we're very far away from the kingdom because we use secular means to address kingdom issues. Right. We use right. secular means to address the affairs of our state. And that is because we have not reformed sufficiently. We are still very carnal. Do you see what I'm saying? And we and I say that because the measure of our carnality is not just our behavior, but the institutions that we have built that preserves the history, the heritage and inheritance of the kingdom of God amongst us. So when we talk about government, we're not just talking about some localized government that really doesn't have much of an impact. No, it's a government that is addressing both the individual, but also the corporate body. And it has policy to do that. And that's what elders are responsible for. So so that means we must develop and form in our new in the ecclesia political uh, form of politics, political systems and ideologies that are consistent with theocracy, centralized and decentralized structures and political ideology. We have provided that information to help begin that journey through training and education. But people need, need to recognize that they have to build government in their communities. It's not something that is just basically, oh, yes, we're governing and we say it from the pulpit and we say it from the pew, but we actually don't have governmental systems. Right. Now, moving on, because I don't want to stay too long on government, citizenship. Why is citizenship so important and why is it coming up as a major thing now? I I recall I spoke to you a while ago and I mentioned that at the time when I was uh, going through this development in 2011, 2012, the Lord was teaching me to to not discuss the ecclesia yet, but focus on citizenship because citizenship right. is the end goal. Yeah, right. The ecclesia, the ecclesia, which we're going to discuss tomorrow, is the vehicle, is the is the environment through which citizens are produced. So the goal of the ecclesia is to produce mature citizens. Right. And that's a generation of citizens and citizens that are able to govern. So why is citizenship important? Very briefly, um, National sovereignty is at the top of the political agenda in many countries right now. And it's been like that for about 15 years, 20 years. Um, In the last 50 years, there's been a clear drive to deconstruct citizenship at a national level. Okay, and that is through the policy I'm sure you've heard of globalism. Right. So there there is a global policy to deconstruct national citizenship. And that's really important to understand. Right. And the goal essentially is to replace territorial borders, natural territorial borders between countries with political and economic borders. Right. That's that's the emphasis. Now, this is why when you look at the rise of Trump in the US, his vision is going against globalism because it's saying make America great again. It's returning the nation back to focusing on American citizenship. Not the globalist agenda. Right. See? And and if we look at then, for example, across the globe, you've seen the rise of the Islamic State. And and that is through the caliphate, through ISIS, seeking to implement Sharia law in the West. Right. And everybody's trying to refine, re, redefine their borders. Exactly. And, right. and for some, it's redefining it above the territorial, the geographical. And for others, it's redefining it through technology or through economics or through politics. And ultimately, this is affecting national citizenship. Right. And I believe the reason for that is because we know that the end game in the history or his story of the Bible is where you essentially have 
the kingdoms of the world against the kingdom of God. No, I was saying in Matthew 24, and that's why I think it's very important that uh, those of us who are believers, we need to pay attention to what's happening on in the natural world because many times it mirrors what is actually happening yeah. in the spirit realm. Uh, there is Absolutely. this kingdom against kingdom that, that, is, that is we're beginning to get focused with. Exactly. And that's underpinned by this natural desire for dominion. It always has been. So whether man is with God or separate from God, he will desire to fulfill dominion in some way, shape or form. He will just use his own uh, political ideo ideology to, to actually accomplish it. So what we have is a situation, even in the UK right now, we've just thrown off EU membership. OK, and we're fighting to actually leave the, the EU. And that's because it's an artificial federal state. And what I mean by that is we have to understand that much of what's come through globalism is artificial. It's not natural to citizenship. Right. Um, it's, it's come from the top down. It's implemented top down, not bottom up. And the reason why I say that, we even had the many, many Remainers, what we call Remainers in this country, pushing for um, uh, their EU citizenship as over and above their natural British-born citizenship. So that's the level of re-education that's taken place in our society. So it's, it's massive. Right. Now, well, it's I subtle. say that... It's subtle in so many so, different ways, because uh, here in this country, they, they would have these big things out in uh, Central Park where they would have these uh, concerts based on global citizenship, you know, and yeah. again, it's beginning to create a narrative that, that begins yeah. to uh, become an antithesis to what the kingdom is all about. Exactly. And, and the thing about it is the kingdom's very clear. It, it speaks of people from all nations, tribes and backgrounds coming into the kingdom. Okay. Right. And that means that they are rejecting their, their previous heritage for the heritage of the kingdom of God. Right. All right. This is different. Globalism is just another form of empire building. It's just right. using a different means. It's just using a different means to do it. Rather, in the past, empire building was done through war. It was a, is a, an industrial war complex that expanded territories. Now they're using right. technology and using other devices and policies to do it. And they're infiltrating other forms of government in order to accomplish that. Now, I say that why that's important, because for, for countries currently to preserve their national identity, they have to know their citizenship and fight for it. And that's exactly what's happening now for us. The revelation of the kingdom is coming to the forefront and citizenship is the thing that is the national identity that we have to fight for. Now, what we do is we, because we've not been trained or we don't understand citizenship, we fight for at a denominational level. Right. So there might be an issue going on in, in, in that's global, that is affecting us, but we fight it from a denominational position, which is incorrect. So we become the Baptist or the Methodist or the Pentecostal or the charismatic. And we're trying to address an issue which actually is a fundamental issue to do with kingdoms against kingdoms, not to do with denominations against the world. Right. You see, so we've got we've got to change. So citizenship is natural in so much that it's developed organically from the situation of where a person is attached to a state and they've and that person has you know through generations has grown up within that territory it's not artificial it's not top down right um and if you read the, the old testament you will see that nations developed usually around rich resources so you know villages towns cities 
grew up. And from city-states, this idea of belonging to a city and citizenship and this identity grew out of that. So it was not artificial. It wasn't from a, a policy that was pressed upon the people. The only right. time you had a situation where you were impacted by another citizenship is when your country went to war against another and you lost. Basically, <laughs> that's how it worked. Right. And now you became a citizen of that other country, whether you liked it or not. Right. So uh, yesterday I mentioned about citizens having rights, privileges and duties, um, which meant legal entitlement, benefits of belonging to a state and then responsibilities. But there are two major things. If you're going to fight for citizenship, there's two things you have to grasp. And those things are nationalism and patriotism. Because nationalism is about how you identify yourself with your country, whether it's earthly or heavenly. Yeah. Patriotism is how you conduct yourself as a, represent, a representative of your country. Um, so the thing that's important is men, many patriots who are nationalistic, they're, they're, they're marked out by their value of history, heritage and inheritance. They, they, they very much part of their constitution is they value the past. They value the history of their country and they want to pass that history down to the, to the next generation. And you tend to find in what's going on with globalism is it's removing the, the it's redefining an, uh, the history or it's a revisionist history in order to change the minds of the children. Right. I think, I think that when you mentioned, when you touch on the idea of revisionist history, I think that has been one of the control mechanisms uh, throughout history. Uh, if yeah. you don't know your history, you cannot really walk accurately into your destiny. Uh, it's, in, exactly. it's impossible because you're, you're, you're building from a false foundation. Uh, you don't yeah. know who you are. You don't know why you're here. Or if you're told that you're here for another reason, then you're going to live that out. I, and we're going to touch even more so when we talk about church and ecclesia. Uh, again, yeah. it is a switch of history uh, that, you know, people have taken on an identity that was not there from the very beginning. And as a result, yeah. they've been living out much of the things that you're talking about right now about the globalism, about the way we approach problems through denominationalism. All of that is birthed out of a wrong identity of who we are in the first yeah. place. Absolutely. So this is why nationalism and patriotism is really important, both in terms of the natural country you belong to, in terms of uh, the earth, but also to the heavenly country. The right. reason why the New Testament uh, focuses so much on the Old Testament is it's because it's our history. And that history then feeds into a heritage for us, which is today, and connects to the inheritance we give to our children for the future about the kingdom. You see, so the, what we're going we're gonna to see more patriots arise across countries who will value their history, heritage and inheritance and fight for that unique citizenship that that country has. Mm -hmm. The question is, is are we going to mirror that and do the same for the kingdom of God? Right. Now, patriots, they always they're willing. They dedicate themselves first to the advancement of the nation of a, as a whole. So they're willing to lose out for the nation. And they're willing to they lose much for the nation. So whenever right. we read about patriots in the past, both biblically and in secular, they are always willing to pay the price for the nation. You know, so it's important that we begin to see that we need active citizenship within our bodies, our ecclesias. We need to develop active citizenship. 
It's right. not enough to just listen, but it be a doer of the word as well. And realize that we are to represent the body of Christ, which is the nation of Christ. The body of Christ is not just a locality where you happen to assemble. It's the nation across the earth that you represent. Right. You see, right. that goes now, back to what I was saying in the very beginning. You know, it's not enough for us to just talk about what we see in here. It's now time for us to begin to find out what the kingdom is in heaven so we can begin to implement that into the earth. But if we have no clue, if we have absolutely no clue of who we are, then we'll be trying to uh, bring in uh, just surface type things, uh, uh, prosperity theologies, uh, denominational yep. belief system. We try and bring those things in and we think that is kingdom. And that's where we'll miss it all the way around. Now, at a very basic level, um, you know, when we look at what the Bible has to say about citizenship, we see what do we see? We see the rise of a Hebrew people who were nomadic. They were wanderers through Abraham. They become city dwellers in Canaan. And what right. does that prefigure? It prefigures the New Testament reality. We were once strangers and foreigners who've become fellow citizens of the household of God. It's Ephesians 2. Right. Um, Je Jesus saw the value of citizenship. He said in Matthew 5.15, he says, you're the light of the world, a city located on a hill that can't be hidden. Right. That's what a city is. A city, uh, a, a person with the mind of an ecclesia understands city, city state. They get that. Right. And then obviously the Bible records the history of patriots throughout the Old Testament. And Jesus himself becomes our greatest patriot because he's willing for the joy set to, that's set before him. He's willing to pay the price, the highest price to secure for us the kingdom of God. And right. he then tells us we have to be willing to carry the cross and yes. be a patriot for the same kingdom. Yes, 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 absolutely. That's powerful. That that. These are the things that I, I think we as uh, believers going into this next shift uh, must learn to embrace. Uh, it's gonna, I don't know how much time it's going to take, but I do believe that uh, what we're setting forth right now and what you're sharing right now are, are foundational things that mm. every believer must begin to walk in. Um, you know, we, we, we have to somehow break the denominational view. Uh, yeah. Denominations... I, I, the entomology of the word itself just means to call something other than its proper name. So, you know, you have something out there that you're, we're trying to become that did not exist, will not exist, and should not exist. Yeah. And yeah. we're trying to build a platform on that. And I'm hearing what the Spirit of the Lord is saying even more so, is that now we need to get focused on, number one, what it means to be a kingdom citizen. And then I, I love what we, we're, we're going to get into a little later about how we need to activate that, how we begin to live that out, how we begin to uh, pay the price, as you will, uh, to become a citizen of the kingdom. I think that's been a, a, a major issue in the world today. We want to be pay the price to be good Baptists, be good Methodists, be good Pentecostals, yeah. and, and we'll defend that and miss the kingdom. So uh, I, I really believe God is doing something, stirring something right now, and I believe Ecclesia as an umbrella is beginning to bring that to the fore. Thank you for joining our fireside talk about the kingdom. My name is Frederick Tobin, and I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to continue to receive fresh insight into the kingdom, click the notification bell to follow us. For further information about the kingdom, visit our website, www.unlockthekingdomwithinyou.com, to download your free ebook. 
See you soon.